Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. And today's guest is Camillo, a painter. Enjoy. Alright guys, before we start the interview, I just want to let you know, well Camilo wanted to let you know that the photo that you saw of him is is not normally what his face looks like. He I just, mean, go, yeah. go, go, give, give, give us an excuse, what Well, happened? it's not an excuse, and I also <laughs> didn't want to let the world know, I just, I feel like to get the right context of the conversation, because it may come up, you know, it may come up just like no it, one's gonna it say right anything. Now. you may hear it in my voice, just an extra puffiness to it, and... <laughs> Listen, I've I've heard it from many dentists. When they pull your wisdom teeth out, it can affect it can affect your your just your whole being, your your aura, your energy. <sighs> My goodness. And that's what I wanted to put out as a disclaimer: is that you are hearing me after surgery. Uh, good news, I made it. He did. He made it. <laughs> and he he came from New York, not for the interview, guys. He came for. The well, surgery. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you come home. Yeah, it's, it's good to come back and, and just, you know, uh, get a, a bunch of things done as you, as, you know, yeah. see your family, see your friends, get some work done, right. hang out with the free pizza podcast guys. You know what it is. Know, uh, which I'm expecting free pizza at the end of the podcast. Come on, isn't that Isn't why, the point of it? Why, do y'all, why are you calling me out my podcast? <laughs> There's no, there's no pizza here. I thought that you like as we're recording this. Jacob puts in the order, and then by the end of the conversation, it's like you end with pizza. Well, free pizza. How do our bank account works? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no pizza coming. But guys, this is a Camilo interview. He's an amazing painter. Actually, he's a lot of things. You do video too, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mostly a painter. Yeah, I, uh, I've painted most of my life. Right, most of right. my life since mm-hmm. I was five. Oh, going to, I don't. I want to ask you that in a minute. You know, give me, give me, give me a second to get the introduction done. All right, sorry, sorry. Continue. All Are right, we so, done with the disclaimer? Yeah, we're okay. done with that. <laughs> so yes, um, but yes. Yeah, so tell us, give us some background on who you are, where you came from, and where how the painting started. Cool. Uh, that's a lot. That's yeah. you know, prepare for the next thirty minutes of just, just <laughs> well, give us yeah. a condensed version. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my name is Camilo Perdomo. Uh, I'm born and raised in Bogota, Colombia, um, and I've been living in the States for about 13 years now. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, as I was just saying, um, <clears throat> I think I got really lucky. I think when I was five, it was the first time I clearly have that memory of drawing my first drawing okay. and then just having this feeling, okay. just a feeling, the, 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 you know, and that's carried me throughout since you know mm-hmm. that to to this day there's nothing that feels the way that feels oh, for wow. me so i feel like you know it, I, I got lucky found me or i found it and uh and that has sparked my curiosity into doing other things um such as uh you know a little bit of video mm-hmm. um just in any in any way to express myself i think was what that kick-started it was that spark mm-hmm. um so yeah so i've been able to carry my momentum since um you know that's awesome like tell us what that drawing was uh my first drawing was very you know very (laughs) typical i think it was like a house kids smoke coming out of of the house um a sun shining down on the house and so very but you know right away from there um i was really lucky too in my upbringing um my parents were uh just kind of fed my curiosity really yeah. early on so a lot of what i drew would be uh stories that my dad would tell me oh wow as a kid you yeah. know just like the way parents tell kids their stories to mm-hmm. yeah. uh to get them to eat vegetables or to go <laughs> home you know to go to bed early uh things like that that really sparked in me uh a need to to visualize it to okay. create a um an image that would go along with the story, okay. you know? And so that I think was by far the biggest influence from that. Um, you know, just listening to the details, listening to a story, figuring out what details 
were important to portray visually right. so that that story was told. Right. So I did that. Um, I did that since I was a kid. And I think now what I do for a living uh, at a creative agency, a lot of that is still the same. I'm the same kid listening to what a client needs to get across and then figuring out a visual way to tell that that's right. appealing for people. That's amazing. And so your parents are sitting there like you're remembering these stories and getting them on paper or whatever you were drawing on or whatever. And they're probably like, wow, this is pretty crazy. And obviously you probably got better and better as time went. Mm-hmm. So what about like high school, middle school, elementary school? Were you taking a lot of drawing classes or art classes or how was that going? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I never... Um... I was really like, I think like many growing up and if, especially if you're an artist, you're really self-conscious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know? I do agree with that. Uh, I mean, especially early on, I felt like there were kids around me that would, drew better than me, mm-hmm. you know, but regardless, I never lost that in me. I drew, obviously I was, I think our generation grew up with some of the best cartoons ever and okay. that yes. was a big, big influence. Um a lot of I was I wasn't good at sports growing up, right. you know. That came later. That 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 spark, which which I really enjoy now. But um, I was I just wanted to stay home on Saturdays and watch cartoons. Okay, that was like what I wanted to do. I would sit in front of the TV and draw what I was seeing. So I think a lot of my practice came from that. Um, if, if I would go see a movie too, I would come home and draw scenes of that movie afterwards. You okay. know, I. I remember my first movie I ever saw as a kid was The Lion King. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I just like you know after that would come it's just months of drawings of me drawing The Lion King, uh, Spider Man, you know, yes. Dragon Ball Z. Those, I was gonna those, ask you about Dragon Ball Z. That Dragon Ball Z came in. I was talking with uh you know with a friend recently, and I remember the first time I watched that and being like, wow. Yes. Wow. You yes. know, again the storytelling was just amazing and Perfect. and so fun and. Two, I think what it showed, what those uh, uh, shows and movies showed me is the ability to create a universe that mm-hmm. wasn't there before, but okay. that uh, a person or two can get together and flush out characters, a whole world of, of opportunities, of, of, of you know, things that defy the laws of this world. So... That was really inspiring to me, you know, characters, building characters. So I actually, for the longest time, like doodling and, and kind of creating like comics or animation, that was a big, uh, a big driver for me, you know, before I got more into like the fine art kind of aspect of things. Mm-hmm. But again, it was that opportunity to, uh, and, and you look at it again, I think what I've been talking about since we started this interview is, is kind of storytelling at the core of it, right. you know, right. telling a story, creating a world. And uh, and then fleshing it out visually. That's whatever that medium is, you right. know. Um, that's that's kind of what's been a, a, took me throughout those years mainly, middle school, high school, you know. And then when you get to high school, uh, I was already living in the states at that point, okay. and feel very pressured. You know, I feel like a lot of pressure goes into those years for kids. I mean, I feel really pressured. I don't oh, know what your experience definitely. was like, but yeah. you know, it was kind of like you either make it to college or you burn and crash yep. <laughs> you crash and burn like it's uh and there's so much and so I, I think that creates a lot of anxiety on people uh, even after when they get to college too um i always knew my create my you know like my drawing and my art was something that was going to take me to whatever i needed to do professionally uh i was telling uh, jacob before we started that music was uh, you know as like many i think too um influenced me a lot when I was a teenager and I was in bands growing up around in Greensboro. I played in bands. Interesting. Uh, and, and so I wanted that too at some point, but I think you got to be honest with yourself, you know, too. Uh, sometimes it's great to have a passion, but then also you have to do bring some of that practical, like, okay, what do I need to do to be a, um, an adult, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, Unfortunately. and, and then, yeah, but you know, I, so that's where I knew that graphic design was the way to do it. Right. Okay. So if you're able to, uh, use those skills that you have, that you've been tending to since you were a kid and, and, and build a portfolio and design for a living, um, that to me feels like I always, I always had a clear picture 
of that being the way for me to make a living and still follow my passion and not fall off the, you know, fall off the horse completely. Right. So right. that led me on to them from high school, preparing to college and, you know, graphic design. So, yeah. So I went to, when I went to UNCG, I, I had two majors. I did, uh, a fine arts, a bachelor in fine arts. Okay. For, you know, at the time, I think they changed their curric- curriculum Probably. completely with specializing in, in graphic design. And then I did media studies, specializing in film. Nice. Because that was such a, you know, like I said, growing up, such a big um, part of me as well. Just observing. Observing and watching movies. That was like... Yeah. So your focus was on film. Yeah. 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 Um, So those were my two kind of... My my ways of of expression when I got to that point. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And... Kind of tell us, as we've had a few people who went to UNCG who went through the um, art program. Mm-hmm. So give us your take on, I guess, how your journey through the art program. That's, uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think my answer is it's different uh, in the sense that, um, you know, without getting too much into it, I, I was here with a student visa. Okay. So my experience was very different from most people at UNCG gotcha. because right away I like didn't have any scholarships or anything like that available for me. So, so you're in a visa, you can't get scholarships? When you are a foreign student, you have certain amount of, you can get state help, for example. I don't okay. know if that has changed. I don't think so. Okay. Federal help, FAFSA is what they call it, right? Yes. That yes. was uh, that was a privilege. That's a privilege, okay. and that that some people don't have when yeah. they attend college. Oh, you're I didn't. definitely correct. You know, so um, that's just to say that that kind of to me, and you're young, you know, too, and I, and I hate that that sometimes has to limit the your what you want to what you have access to. To be honest, you know. But at the same time, um, my experience through the art department was one that I, f- I felt like I was at a, you know, it was definitely the first time that I was going to be around uh, a building just dedicated to the arts. To art. mm-hmm. And having, and with that being said, with, you know, what I just talked about, it's still, it was still a building with great amount of resources, you know, and both just physically, but also the people there too, my, my professors. So, um, it's never about the amount of resources you have, but your resourcefulness mm-hmm. with what's given to you, what's around you. So I, like that. I very much clicked, uh, with people that saw that too. And so, you know, I, from, from even when I was in school, I was working on personal projects for myself Oh wow! because I had access to a 24 seven oh, lab, yeah, you know, that's right. I had I that. the, the, the cameras, you know, all of that was there for me. And I think also coming from uh, not having grown up in the United States, I think that also had that was in my mindset. This is what's available. Like, what do you have? What what can you what can we make with this? Yeah. So it was, you know, overall, I, I have a lot to thank to that department because it, it, it was the first time that as as a emergent artist, I got the ability to touch and play with a lot of things. Um I've never been a 3D artist, you know, personally. I think you, it takes a different type of brain for something like that. Uh, but one of the best classes I took was like uh, 3D, like uh, it was like Ceramics 1, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I remember just getting such a joy out of that because it allowed me to think again creatively with a different medium. And, and so, again, I think it's just about what you do with what's given to you. Right. And so I, I think I, t- I look back on it as, a, as an overall very positive experience. Okay. Uh, it showed me that I had the drive for it and that I needed to keep pushing myself. Whatever the limitations were, I needed to keep pushing myself for my own standards, not, not somebody else's. That's awesome. Is, and is, also, is that what the teachers were also teaching you? Uh like were they teaching me to push myself yeah well more so to just like kind of focus on your well i feel like sometimes the curriculum like teachers kind of like i'm trying to say here i'm trying to put it into words um to me i guess when you're getting out into the world just to really focus on like how you do your thing and kind of like what you want to do instead of focusing on like i guess what the your world around the people around you're telling you to do yeah yeah i 
I've always been I felt encouraged by my teachers. You right. know, I think there was always and 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 I I'm thankful for the times the teachers kind of like put because that's what they're supposed to do too. Yeah, right? put to, you yeah, in a lane yeah, and be exactly. like trust you have to kind of trust the process in those things. Too. Right. That's an NBA reference right there. But right. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, NBA 76ers <laughs> fans, by the way. <laughs> you trust yeah. the process. And I mean, um, and I appreciated that. Right. I mean, some of the teachers that I first studied in, like, let's say, quote unquote, didn't get along with, mm-hmm. I ended up being very thankful for later because if they hadn't exposed me, pushed me to a direction that I didn't feel like going, as an artist, you, you can be stubborn too. Right, you know, as any person, but especially as an artist, most you can definitely, be a, kind of a stubborn person. Uh, I still am. I think if you ask most of my friends, they probably yeah. say it's I am. It's not a bad thing. Though. I think you you have to be stubborn because obviously you have a vision, right? And if someone's trying to like alter that, you're just like, no, exactly. You know what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> um, but I think not just in art, but in in everyday relationships, something that I'm really enjoying is to be around people that challenge me, okay, that push me, yeah. Because if you're always going with things that keep you in the lane that you're comfortable with, you're never really going to like know yourself. And mm-hmm. I know, you know, it's just it's just what it is. You mm-hmm. you become better by being challenged by what's around you, by the people around you, exactly. in anything you do, in anything you do. Uh, I think as a person too, if you, uh, I think it's an example that's applicable to what's happening today. When you get um, your information or your news from one source, yep. And it, that source always agrees with you. You're gonna then think- how are you ever going to challenge? You know, if you're never challenged in a way that it makes you think to create your own opinion, mm-hmm. how do you know it's your own? Right. If it's just being fed to you, yeah. And it feels right at the time, exactly. you know. So, so yeah, I, I appreciated that teachers kind of pushed me in a direction too. But um, like you said, you have your own vision, and I think they also they recognize that and let me run with it when when needed to. That's awesome because mm-hmm. you know some teachers can be very like very strict, but I think having that hands off approach is very nice. Yeah, 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 and this guy, you know, and they and they came out from being at some point art students too, right? Yeah, it's very true. They're right where you were. So, so I think we all we all share that. You know, it's yeah. like that uh, that wish to do your own thing, but also that's what art is it's like feeding off you know nothing happens in a vacuum some do some, you know some people were really just gifted and, yeah. and can make and it can happen do it. they're just gifted like that but, kudos to you guys cause yeah I hate you <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Miller had to work for mad it. hate yeah had to work so hard, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> were there were there any like kind of big projects you had in school that kind of really shaped kind of shaped your work as how it is now yeah so we were just talking a little bit about one you yeah. know in school uh, because i was so into movies and film um i started uh you know again i became a writer for the carolinian the uncg's newspaper mm-hmm. out of my passion for music right so my friend ian and i would go he would photograph the shows and i would write for um for the article mm-hmm and so that allows us to just chase whatever type, you know, I, let me go back on that. Um, that kind of sparked uh, another, you know, that, that other interest to, to create content that way. And now I'm calling it content, right? It's, it's, you, yeah. you cross the line of being like fine art into that because that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I think the biggest project uh, that I did when I was in school was... Uh, going to film Moogfest, the music festival uh, that pays tribute to Robert Moog, the creator of the Moog synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Um, again, nobody, nobody gave me, nobody came down and gave me the camera and said, "Hey, go do this." <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, we were curious enough to go out and look for it. Mm-hmm. We were doing the job mainly because of our passion for music and live events. Um, and so out of that video that I, that I shot on my own, that sparked, um, an interest and a conversation. And I put my foot on the door with Mokfis. And as I was telling you, the relationship kind of grew out of that. And so, so now we're, um, you know, uh, able to really create content for them and, and run that program for them for the festival. Right. So that's really great. excited about that. Yeah. That's cool. That when I was at story is awesome. If you like to send an email, that's all it took. Pretty much, and you know, it's it's true, man. Like, uh, you send an email, and sometimes you don't get a reply, 
and sometimes you do and it's a no yeah. but you always remember the yeses more than the no's the no's exactly you know and no's just mean just try something else yeah yeah it's it's definitely i mean it can be discouraging but um but if you don't do it nobody else is going to exactly and we usually give the advice segment at the end of the interviews but artists definitely just take chances i mean the worst you hear is no yeah it's not that big of a deal so that's the worst that can happen i think it was um I heard uh, Guillermo del Toro do this, uh, you know, he just won Oscar for The Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how success and failure are two doors that are next to each other. But you never know which one's the door if you don't open the both. Yeah. So you got to start by opening the door and figuring out what that's going to be behind it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Um, So where did the... Obviously, you're painting, doing stuff all along. But like, where did you start like really taking pain like seriously? Uh, I think it was, um, well, I'd say that it's, uh, you, you mean like fine, more of the fine art that I do now. Yeah. That you do you now. Know? Like yeah. what was that in, was that in college or where? Yeah. I'd say so. After? Mind you, actually, I never took a painting class in college. What? Really? Yeah. I never took a painting class. Nice. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that I, I would like to one day. I don't do oil. I don't do oil painting okay. mainly because I'm really OCD and I hate cleaning up. Okay. <laughs> if i'm being honest with you like it drives me crazy to clean up after painting oil but it's a great joy it's a great medium my biggest inspirations as a as a kid always were uh renaissance painters and and artists yeah because those guys never had a limitation to the medium they express themselves Mm -hmm. in so you look that guy like michelangelo and he could you know be a sculptor an architect a painter you know a draftsman um and these guys died by the time they were 35, 45, if they were lucky. That's nuts. You know, so I've, I, I'm, I, that was a huge inspiration always for me. Never be in a box. Yeah. And, and something that I struggle too with now, nowadays, I think, uh, as an artist now, I think people want to do one thing. And that thing is what takes you to, let's say, notoriety for. Mm-hmm. Uh, plenty of examples out there, like Space Invader. Banksy, you know those guys. Yeah. They they probably are really talented artists in other mediums, but they they pick one thing and they're really thing. great at it. I just I've always seen, I, I guess I've always aligned more with my name being able to mean a lot associate to different things mm-hmm. and and not just capture one medium. I love that. Um, so uh, to answer your question more, it's it's yeah I I, I think. A couple of things were happening when I was in college in my junior, senior year. I think I just mentioned a couple of street art, you know, quote unquote street artists. Mm-hmm. Like that, that movement was really taking place even since I was in high school, right? Uh, but the whole new muralist kind of movement that's going on right now, uh, that doesn't seem to hit bottom yet. I feel like it's only keeps getting richer and richer. Yeah. Uh, that was happening a lot. So... I was like, wow, like you can actually like these people are actually making a living of being an artist. Yeah. Uh, and it's that also that cross section of like advertisement and art too for me too, because you're seeing brands now being patrons of artists. Yep. You know, Vans, mm-hmm. Nike, you know, mm-hmm. all big big brands and also smaller brands. Um, they are becoming the patrons now uh, for artists to be able to make a living out of their work. And so I thought that was really interesting. And I saw that as an opportunity as well. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, so to me, it was just naturally to, it was natural for me to keep, ex, to keep chasing. And you look at my style now and it's funny. I've been home this past couple of weeks mm-hmm. recovering from set wisdom teeth surgery. Puffiness. Let us not forget. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at home with my parents, and uh, it's so great because your parents still hold on to like things that you did when you were five. Yes, that you know, and (laughs) and it's great to actually come back home and see your growth. Yeah, and see your growth and see. So right around like my style, I think started as a seed, just starting to grow my senior year of high school, going into college. Okay. And from there, it has just grown more and more into, you know, kind of the colorful splatter kind of style that I've been. But but it all took a lot of honing into that, you right. know. Right. At the same time, while I was doing all these other things like film, writing. Um, and so, uh, you know, that that's too. So I think to answer your question is this very long answer. Yeah. I think it's always been a very serious thing to me. It's just I was always just kind of chopping at it and trying right. to figure out what it was going to be, what it ended up being now and how it it. it 
it's showcased now. Right, and it's absolutely beautiful. I've not seen anything like this in my existence of being a person, like how you do your your paintings and stuff. And I'm curious as to how did you get, and obviously it's people and animals and all that kind of stuff, like how did you, what what was the first thing you started that was like this? What was your first piece that was like this? And you were like, this is what I like to do. Hmm. I, uh, I did, I remember, uh, one summer I, um, I started doing like the, I've always been a, I think I was describing, I mean, I've always been a fan of animals. Right. Um, fa- I'm fascinated by observing animals. Okay. And in, in general, I think as an artist, you're, you're good at observing. You're right. good at taking things in and then you put them through your prism. It's kind of like that dark side of the moon, Pink Floyd. Yeah, and you it know, comes out. Light like, comes in one way and it comes out differently the different, other. You're yeah. that triangle. That's yeah. what you want to be as an artist. Right. Um, and so I always used to observe animals a lot. And I grew a lot of respect for them. And I'm fascinated by the concept of, of mutation and, and natural evolution, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a big nerd about that. <laughs> because it, it means that things took a few thousand million tries in order to be the way they are now. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Nobody was just born and like, wow, that thing is Absolutely amazing. Not. Nope. You know, I think in that way, I kind of like see the correlation with art the same way and with my style. So there were a couple of paintings, specifically a bear and an owl painting that I did. Funny enough, all black and white. And I started incorporating charcoal and and India ink. There was, um, I said I never took a a painting class in UNCG and that's true. But I did take obviously some drawing classes. Um... And there was specifically one where I really uh, enjoyed the freedom of the charcoal because you see a a lot of the line work I do is charcoal and then I erased a lot of it. And that creates that kind of like sketch feel to it. So you have a piece of charcoal, you kind of like doing like outlines. I do the outlines and then I go back and erase things and I add more to it. And sometimes you can see how I've tried. 10 different ways to do a line and right. you see the remnants of it around the actual final line. And that to me was very beautiful. Uh, just because again, I think like natural selection, it takes a few attempts to get things a certain way and to feel a certain way. Most, most right. importantly. So, uh, that, that's how I landed on the medium. Um, you know, and then from observation, I think, uh, the abstraction that happens there is that I'm really, you know, you start looking at, uh, at a, 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 you know, a whole organism. It's made up of very few little parts, right, that make up that full mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Uh, I like to see how much of that I can abstract, how many of those pieces can I, like, twist. Uh, you know, if it's not, a, uh, if it's not the... Um, a beak of a bird like what happens if i splat if i create one yellow splatter there gotcha when you look at it you it's not a it's not the shape of it it's not but you it reads like that to you because of the context because of the charcoal around it so i think that's that's a little bit of what i'm doing in in my triangle i'm that in my prism right i'm i'm like seeing how much of those pieces i can tweak and Mm -hmm. take out or add things to and still let it read as 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 a as a bird as an eagle as a lion you know um so that's kind of how i think this i've been able to grow my style since then that's amazing i've always wondered why you chose the colors that you chose is that Mm. is that like a a, wow colors are such a amazing thing i know such a beautiful thing um yeah colors is something that i colors is something that i feel you know um it's uh lately it's funny lately i've been pushing myself because it's easy to kind of fall in in the territory that you're comfortable with you mm-hmm. see i used a lot of purples a lot of pinks mm-hmm. you know and i've been trying to push myself a little more so i've been actually uh relying on a couple color theory books that help me out Ooh, yeah. you know look into that a friend of mine lent me a book she had on like color theory that was from japan I can't read anything about it, but I love all the color combinations in it, you know, just, just so, but in general for color for me is, um, I can't tell. I honestly don't know. I don't know how I select them. I just know when I see it. Right. And sometimes a lot of my paintings recently have been like that, 
leopard one that you know this one i think has easily close to a hundred different colors that are just on their own separate you know yeah and uh and that was a really a big struggle for me because i started to mix in more of those ochre yellows and reds with the pinks and the bright science that i'm i'm kind of more known for and so you know this piece i would have to sometimes put it away for like a week and i just didn't know sometimes colors come very clear to me mm-hmm. i have a general idea uh, but again, it's like when I see it and I feel it, I'm like, this is it. That's it. This is it. And and sometimes I don't know what comes next. That's it's wild. it's hard to to gauge that, but it's fascinating. It's yeah. it's by far my one of my favorite things about it. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Not that the colors just make it. I mean, obviously the outlines are beautiful, but the colors are just like it draws you in. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. you, you're just like, what's going on in this? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's very abstract in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, sometimes you have to canvas like with the outline, kind of sitting where somewhere for like days, or just like because you haven't figured it out yet. You're just like, I don't know what I'm doing this yet. So you yeah. just like let them sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lay down color first sometimes. There's oh, some really? Color first, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, I usually have a general idea of what I'm going to draw. Okay. And so I'll lay on like a general, um, you know, like even this, that beginning of that owl, you know, those colors were there first and then charcoal went on top of that. Oh, so you, oh, so it's a back and forth. I go, I go back and forth between the two. You have to lay down some ground keeping. Right. You know, you got, you have to lay down uh, the subtle parts first and then you build your darker hues on top that's how i kind of work through that that's mm-hmm. insane so a lot of people think i work with watercolor and i actually use all acrylic uh i use ac- acrylic and wash and Ow. and the first uh colors that go down are usually really watered down acrylic so it's more watered down it's more subtle yeah uh i uh, i really love like old ink wash japanese paintings um, I think it comes from that. It's kind of building those intricate shades that are very subtle. Gotcha. And sometimes they look so beautiful on their own that I question whether I should paint on top of them. You know, so I've done just a few pieces that are just abstract color. Uh, and I enjoy doing those too. Uh, but then at some point I go in with the charcoal and it's, and it's, it's almost like wrestling. It, you're yeah. wrestling with the painting. You're, <laughs> you're trying to see who's going to win. And, and, and sometimes you mess up and sometimes they, they win and sometimes you win and you yeah. know, it's, it's that back and forth. It's an ongoing battle. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I've, uh, now I'm sure a lot of artists go through that and, you know, don't really talk about it like that, but that's a very crazy, uh, uh, comparison. Yeah. For you, know you too. I mean, when you're editing photos, when do you know, oh, yeah. when, when is that point that you're like done? It takes a while you know yeah you're right what 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 was that process like for you yeah very hard because i edit each photo differently you know so um i can't be turning this interview towards me but um it's interesting for me to hear that that's fine um but you're right it it, when, when i'm editing like i'm going through tons of filters and i tweak all of them i never just put a filter and let it go but like it literally a something in me just pops when I know it's right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll just tweet, you know, contrast or exposure or clarity, all that. I'm doing all that kind of stuff. And I'll just feel like something in my, my body just go, that's it. Dude, you feel it here. Yeah, you really do. And, you, and you keep going. I'm pointing to my belly yes. for, for, you know, yes. to me, I, it's like, the, it's in your guts. <laughs> yeah, it you really know? is. It's your guts. Like, that's when I know a painting is done. I feel it. Right. You know? Right. And then I don't know how it is for you, but after I'm done with the painting, like, I don't look at it again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I'm not. I'm not too precious with them afterwards. Uh, I like to know that they're existing out there, but and yeah. hopefully making somebody else happy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair enough. I'm sure yeah. Jacob, and Jacob records people, so I'm sure he goes through that whole process himself too, mm-hmm. of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, I hope one day. You know, I was having this conversation with another fellow artist the other day. Uh, we look back at pictures like the Mona Lisa or Starry Night and then you think okay when you think a name like you know Leonardo da Vinci you're like mm-hmm. Mona Lisa right yeah, of course you think like Van Gogh Starry Night mm-hmm. did those artists feel like that was their best painting probably not you know did they feel like that was like their magnus opum like that was the 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 thing they wanted to be known for forever and they're not they're they're masters so they're known for a number of things but um I still haven't painted my best painting yet interesting okay you know yeah and so i'm curious what um there, there is a part of me curious of like after i'm gone if if 
people ever talk about me as an artist like what's going to be the painting that they choose yeah that they, yeah. they like see me uh, from you know i wonder if that's the same for photographers that's or or if you record an album as a producer was that album that people you want people to or, remember you, you have no control that's the thing not at all you have no control over it and yeah. and that's what as an artist as a con uh, you have to just let it go that's what do you think you'll ever paint that painting that you're super 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 proud of that's your best painting who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing if I do. What if I do and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> that's what I, I, that was, that's terrifying to think about because then you're just like, I'm not going to top that. Right? You know? But <laughs> I'm just going to be. It's kind of both a, a enticing thing but also terrifying to think about. Um, no, I don't know. I hope that I'm painting literally hours before I die. Yeah. That's Dude, like, I'm about that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I was reading. I think Picasso, Monet, those guys literally painted like until hours they until they like we're gonna die. <sighs> and I think I, I think that's how I, I see myself going out. That's amazing. Ooh, that's some heavy stuff right there, guys. <laughs> and by the it way, it just got darker too. So it's like <laughs> the sun's the, going down. Turn like the candles. <laughs> Just how dark we can go. Pizza, free pizza after hours. <laughs> Not really, because there's no pizza. Oh, wow. Kimelo's like, you're the worst out of anyone so far. I can't believe you do this to me and Jacob. We're poor. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just messing, baby. I'm messing. I just oh. haven't been able to eat anything hard for a few days. Again, oh, see why it's right. important to know this? You can't eat a pizza we had it here. I can't have pizza if I wanted to right now. At we least can not, you put know. it in a blender or something. Yeah, you could like you can put it in a blender like a and baby just... bird. You know, you, you can't eat it if that. we order it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, guys. This is why it was important to mention the surgery. <laughs> Free Pizza Podcast is sponsored by Zipster. If you need a website or online store to sell your cool products, go to Zipster. They make it fun and easy. Go to zipster.com slash free pizza to get yours now. Okay, so back to the interview. Yeah. Nah, we're having a good time here. But um, so let's go to after college. Okay. So obviously you did you go straight to work or were you like kind of figure out what's going on or I after college I um I was I was lucky. I found a job as a editorial designer for Que Pasa, the newspaper. Oh wow! Uh, it's one of the biggest Hispanic newspapers in North Carolina. Oh, they're based out of Winston Salem. Okay. And from there, they do publications for uh, the Triangle, what's Durham, Raleigh, Chapel wow. Hill. Okay. And they also do a newspaper for Charlotte, and then one for the Triad. So I was laying out three newspapers. A week. Uh, yeah, a week. Oh um, my god. Yeah, that was that was my first job out of college. Uh, but to be truthful, I mean, that, I was one of the few people from my class that was working in something related to graphic design. Wow. You know. Yeah. Um, and I went in it uh, really grateful for the opportunity, uh, and I gave myself a timeline of a year. I said I'm gonna do this for a year. Okay. You know. Uh, and I'm going to leverage the opportunity that I'm have that I have to work on my own things on the side, and then this be a stepping stone to to the next thing. And almost to the date, I was really I was really proud of that. Like from September to September, I was I found what is now my current day job, which is working at Pace Communications, okay. um, one of the largest marketing agencies in, in here in North Carolina, if not the largest, I believe. But they have a lot and of clients. And that was about, it's going to be five years in September. That's so nuts, that, dude. that, you know, uh, that was my stepping stone to, to what I'm doing now. Right. Which, uh, which has just been a great, great experience for me as a creative to have landed in, in at pace. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So where's your position at, at that position? All right, job. My position right now is senior art director. Okay. You know, uh, so I, again, I, I, I came in and, and. Uh, uh, I was grateful that they took a chance on me because of how young I was to come in as an associate art director at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they saw the potential in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And right away, I was given things to do that maybe I really didn't know 100% how to do. Right. But I didn't shy away from not doing that. Yeah, you can figure you it know? out. You know, I mean, nowadays, you can literally jump on Linda Skillshare. And learn anything. YouTube. Go to YouTube. YouTube. Type in how to do, you know, whatever blank and you can become an expert on it in eight to 10 minutes. Yes. Um, 
so I really I was like a kid in the sandbox. Yeah, I was given uh, a opportunity to work with a, uh, a big national client and go in and right away start working in things that I love, like graphic design, and then do video, and then little by little start to uh, establish relationship with the writers. And also get, because I had a writing background, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy also that part of advertisement is coming up with that hook line. Mm-hmm. You know, the secret if you're thinking if you're thinking of going into advertisement, get good at making puns. That will save an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally be in a room and then come up with a pun and clients be like, like I like it. Wow. Let's do this. I'm I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah, it's, but it's never like it's that, never that but, it's never that easy. But. but it just what I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is that I um and it goes back to what I, I guess what I was doing since I, since I was a kid is like whatever it takes to tell the story. Yeah. In whatever medium, uh, people want to connect to it. People want to be taken somewhere else. People want to be entertained. Uh, so how are you going to do it? You know, sell them on that. I really enjoy that aspect of it. It's like selling the idea, you know, yeah. of, of the possibilities of what can be done. You know? nuts. Whether I know how to do it 100% of the time, it's not relevant, really. Right. Uh, because you can collaborate with people that really do, you know. Yeah, doing you that. can, again, find tutorials or, or learn how to do it nowadays. Um, so it's that spark and that, that willingness to, to do whatever it takes yeah. to, to, to make something cool. I love how you're giving your like your advice throughout this whole interview. I'm just like I remember all this stuff myself. <laughs> um, oh, you're gonna have to go back and listen to this interview. Of course, yeah. I usually do anyway, at least one time. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you go back through. I actually and do like, listen to them. Yeah, yeah, at least one time, and just like okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. I was like, Jacob, why didn't he erase that? Gosh, Jacob. <laughs> no, that's um, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and. You, I want to jump into your art right quick before I go to new, your New York move. But okay. um, so what is inspiring you to? And it can be people or places or your thoughts, or your imaginations. Um, what's your biggest inspirations when you're in your uh, when you're painting or whatever? Any, any people you look up to or hmm. any artists that stand out to you or anything like that? Wow, that's dude. You you are so good at asking ten questions in one. <laughs> Has anybody told you that before? No. It's like, it's like, so real quick, just tell me your life story. And then also please add like where you're at in this moment in life and how you're going to feel tomorrow and who you're going to vote for in 2020. Like, just go ahead and put it all in one consolidated answer. I'm sorry. Uh, No, dude, it's great. I, uh, what inspires me right now to work? I, and I'll, maybe this is a good segue to maybe what, you know, living in New York City Yes, go ahead ahead and segue to it. It's it's a very, so I've been living in New York since June 2017, and it's been a great move, very positive. Uh, It's kind of like unleash this new, just, you know, filter on how I look at life, on how I look at my artwork, how I look at my personal relationships. Um, because I think we we're talking about this earlier is the willingness of people to connect out there. Uh, I think that's the biggest value of New Yorkers is that willingness to hear something, express with somebody, exchange ideas um, at any given moment, at any given moment, any time, 4 a.m. on a Sunday, it can happen, yeah. you know. Um, so I actually think one of my biggest inspirations right now are my personal relationships. Okay. Um, you know, through the, through the, the things that were going on for me personally last year that led me to my move, I really started, not that I didn't before, but I've really come to value my friendships, okay. uh, my relationships with my family, uh, and the relationships I make with other artists more, right. you know, and that has really been more, more and more inspiring for me, uh, more than anything recently you know it's refreshing and it comes out of like every day is an opportunity for collaboration yeah when you think about it and any interaction you have and it's not just in new york it's here it's It's anywhere you know the opportunity to um you know uh the person at the counter who you get your coffee from every day like you learn their name and it's like i've never seen that name before and Mm -hmm. that sparks a conversation and then you learn they're from a country that you've never visited and then you know it's it, it, it's all an opportunity to take you down a pathway if you want to good if you are willing to 
And I think that's been the probably the most inspiring thing recently is like going down those pathways that's outside amazing. of myself. You know, as an yeah. artist, you want to be enclosed. You want to be that genius that comes out with everything. Yeah. And I found out that it's 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 a give and take. It's in you, but the more you open up to hear what's around you, that's what really fills the tank. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that you say your inspiration. And I don't think anyone has said that. I'm sure it has been interesting with a lot of people that have, just haven't said it, but you're really close friends and family. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome that that inspires you. I think that inspires everyone, whether they say it or not. But mm-hmm. it's crazy how, like, just friends who even aren't artists sometimes mm-hmm. have such a huge effect on your work. Yeah. And, like, they don't even realize it. So. Or, or people that are not necessarily artists, too, you know, by the definition of the word, but just, like, you learn through seeing people's kindness every yep. day. Through seeing like seeing good people inspires me yeah you know yeah uh that's really for me like wow like i and you know i I gotta say dude like looking at your work like that's really inspiring for me too you're a person that clearly has a knack for connecting with people yeah you know you have that knack in you (laughs) and to see that makes me look at it and be like wow like uh i I'm not saying I'm not trying to say like I want to be that, but it's like wow that like there's connections happening and and he's making your work has to do a lot with your relationships as as well with your yeah. friends you know yeah. Yeah, really uh, that's no secret to anybody that sees that follows you on Instagram and things like that so yeah. to me I, I I get inspiration from that because it shows that at any level wherever you are you're doing the same thing I am yeah. you know yeah. and, and that's true mm-hmm. thank you I appreciate that yeah for I'm sure. blushing. <laughs> <laughs> but um i want to hit on this cause i think it's really like i think people are trying to figure out how to do it obviously you moved to one of the biggest art infested places ever mm-hmm. in new york city so tell us how you transitioned from moving from here to there okay so i don't want to say i cheated a little bit but i, I definitely what my how my journey was it came about is that through the agency i work for our headquarters are here in Greensboro, right? But we have satellite offices in the United States, throughout, right. and one of them being in New York. Uh, so, because of my work and my trajectory at the company, and again, just the uh, relationships that I had been able to establish with my supervisors, I was able to ask for a transfer. Okay. So, moving to New York with a job is, yes. it, you know, it's just it, it's, it's right. It makes is the is the difference. You know, it yeah, makes you're right. It makes all the difference. Um, and listen, I wanted to move to New York, I think, like my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, this was almost going to be 10 years ago. Uh, it's funny how I see that trajectory of me being there now. It wasn't It wasn't a straight line by any means. But, you know, it's just like a curve and it just went out of way. And maybe I needed to go out of the way a little bit to really come back and land a plane there. Okay. Um, so... So that's how I uh, I came about to to make my move, and and immediately something really beautiful happened is that the moment I said I was moving, all these helping hands came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out from my immediate circle of friends, but then that circle extended to friends of friends, and friends of friends of friends, and 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 you value obviously the what other people are doing for you but then you also learn to value yourself mm-hmm. because if you weren't the type of person that people wanted to be around and want to help that speaks about who you are as a person as an artist yeah you know um so that felt good yeah. i felt good that instantly i felt like i was building that community from strangers right away right mm-hmm. that's awesome and it's i think it's interesting because you hear that New York is a cutthroat place, but mm-hmm. you just describe people as being very warm and welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that's that was very interesting for me to hear earlier. We talked about this earlier before the interview started. I was like, kind of like, wow, that's I've, I haven't heard that a lot. Yeah. So yeah. tell us maybe something else you've learned about the, I guess, the um, creative community in New York. Uh, yeah, I've learned. I've learned. I'm still learning. That's right. the great thing, right? I, right. I still like. I'm. Listen, I'm. I'm not even a year in, right. so please take this interview <laughs> with a piece of, you know, with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I, I think that reception is the main thing. Right. Um, no matter where you are, given any time, given any time, you know, in any given time, excuse me, um, you can connect with somebody. Right. So that, I think that's been the first lesson. Right. Two is a little bit what we were talking about. It's that um, I'm trying to get better at becoming an expert on myself okay 
And if you know about yourself and what you want, what you like, what you don't like, I think that builds confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you go from writing an email to introducing yourself to talking about your work and putting yourself out there um, because it's it nobody else is going to do it for you yeah you know and yeah. every day is an opportunity for you to do that exactly um you do have to hustle i mean i was gonna say it was, <laughs> it was a hustling hustle. place i i am just now feeling like i'm i'm, I'm getting my you know i'm getting a little settled in from just a living situation uh and now i'm starting to really uh, use what I've been learning and seeing and kind of like, you know, kind of like rolling my own dice in the game. Yeah. You know, I've been watching from afar on the table and yeah. I feel like now I'm starting to want to be player one and go in on it. Right. Um, so, so I think, yeah, I, I, I don't want to, I'm still figuring it out, Daniel, you know, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I don't know a lot of things about the creative community in New York. I don't know where it's going to take me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. But I think that's the exciting part. Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't know. I think the biggest step you took was going. Yeah. You know, and that's after that, it's kind of going to, unknowns going to work itself out. Yeah, it, it does if you put, you know, right. it's a little bit of things too. You can, uh, I don't believe in luck, you know, I don't believe in luck. Like right. Things just, you don't get lucky. Just you don't, good. you know, there's things that happen in life. And if you are, again, I think it's observant and if you're curious and you jump on it. And then things tend to, and then, you know, there, there is a, a way that events can align in a certain way that do lead you to, you know, really quickly to do something. And sometimes it works faster for some people than others, but, um, but you just got to try it. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not going to happen on its own. You got to be out there, man. You got to be, you, yeah. you know, you hear that all the time and it's true. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm as as I'm going through the journey. I'll let you know. Maybe I need to come back and like yes. record another like. Hey, you, you know, know, give us an update. That'd be he awesome. did not make it, by the way. He <laughs> he's <laughs> back at home with his parents. He's gonna start over. He's a dentist now. After his surgery, he decided to make money taking wisdom teeth out of people. <laughs> he's in dental. He's in dentist school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, man, you just gotta stay. I, I was. To bring it back to this example, I was like so full of questions when I sat down with the dentist that took out my teeth. And I was yeah. like, so how do you do it? You know, I was like curious. I was like, I was looking at the x-ray. I was like, okay, so walk me with like, what is it that you do? And, you know, and and uh, I was asking them all sorts of things. I wanted to understand it. You never know what's going to uh, spark uh, something in you to be like, wow, that's cool. And, yeah. and somehow that feeds into into your work. Of course. You know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What about any like, or any chances you put yourself in like some galleries up there or anything like that? Right. So I need to be. I've been. I've been lazy about showing work in the gallery. If I'm mm -hmm. being honest with myself, you know, that, I think that plays a part of becoming an expert on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't have to be harsh on yourself. I mean, no. you need to be real with you. The way that a partner is real with you, you know, when you're with an emotional partner, they're there to support you to carry you when you need to but they're also again it comes back to challenge you a little bit yeah. so i've realized about that in my journey is that i haven't shown enough work i haven't shown enough work out in public um and so i'm, I'm gonna do a transition now it's something that i want to do when i get back yes it's and something that we're doing right now so we're yeah. we're doing you know i'm doing that collaboration this with you a, yeah exactly 10 for, by 10. This, for the 10 by 10 show at mm -hmm. the cva i saw it as a great opportunity to Create something while I was here. Collaborate with a friend. Leave a piece of me behind. Help out. I, I really help out. You know, a cause that I believe in. Mm -hmm. um, as an artist, I think you can be very selfish, right? It's one of the more selfish causes. You do it for yourself. You want to express yourself. That's exactly you know? what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I've been able to partner with a few nonprofits and uh, let them donate my work for their cause. So they'll sell it at auctions. They'll sell it to private p patrons. And there are, those are nonprofits that are really out there fighting the good fight. Yeah. And I've been able to get some joy out of that. You know, the pains mean a little more when you do that. And mm -hmm. so, so that's just, a, again, a, a part of the bigger project that I want to do when I come back is show more work, put it out there more, 
build my my curriculum more in that and, and then hopefully get to to a show you know that'd get, be so get to cool have my show own show in new york oh my gosh we do this one in new york if you, if you give me enough time notice i would love to go up there and and see that yeah man that would absolutely. be beautiful absolutely man listen i'm just i it's crazy, dude. Now we were talking about this, but it's like every day when I wake up there, I like I'm more conscious about my journey and how long, you know. Like, I was just a kid from Colombia, right? Came here and then all, you know, how it's uh, I'm appreciating that story and that journey more and more, and right. I want to keep developing it more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So pertaining to more of your work, so how are you? kind of marketing and branding yourself right what social media tools are you using or have oh man that's so tough it's such a it's such a moving target man Mm -hmm. and it's honestly one that i like i'm starting to not think about as much okay because and you always do i mean i'm still posting on instagram you know so instagram is like but i feel like you get so just like the pressures i talked about of like when you're in high school of like making it to college if you don't make it to college you're screwed <laughs> nowadays i feel like it's like if you don't have at least 10,000 followers on instagram and you're an artist like you're screwed you know <laughs> i feel that like i, I feel like that's the standard yeah. i was talking with a photographer recently and they're like it's becoming like instagram as great of a tool as it is you're starting to get paid based on your followers. Yeah, that's exactly the way it is. So a client looks at you and they're like, doesn't matter what your work looks like. It was like how many followers you have based on that. They're going to negotiate your contract. Yep. Because obviously the more followers are more awareness. Right. To bring their products. But, but But if you're doing a photo shoot, it shouldn't matter because that's for their client. You know, exactly. For, for their following. Um, you know, so I see it as a double edged sword and something that. I'm trying to think a little less about so it doesn't drive me crazy. Right. And one thing to keep in mind that I tell people all the time who are worried about the followers is that there are tools that we you can buy followers. And a lot of artists do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like, I tell people all the time, I was like, dude, don't worry about the followers. Worry about your work. You know, that's yeah. most important. That's your work. It will get you clients. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... It's a love-hate relationship yeah, at the time. I definitely I, agree I, with you, you know, at the, I'm going to keep making work. I'm going to keep posting it. Um, but but for now, I want to focus on what's bringing me joy and inspiration recently, which I was talking about, is the day-to-day. Yeah. Treating with pe- real people, That's my great. conversations. I'm so much happier when I come home and I've had a, maybe a long day, but I had a really cool conversation with somebody or or somebody sent me a message and said, "Hey, I saw your work and it really like meant this much to me." Rather than I posted a picture and then made it above, you know, a hundred likes or something like that. Like I have such a better day in my yeah. mind when those first things happen rather than the latter. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how that's in my opinion that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's beautiful. So, what do you do? You do anything outside of painting? Like, what are your giving you hobbies outside of work? You know, it's funny. I mean, like. So recently, I've really one thing that I really love about New York that I think anybody that moves there, if they're into this, is the ability to go to a bar, and it having a a dance lounge, a DJ playing, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's like dancing, dude. Yeah. It's it's honestly brought me so much joy since. And I'm not gonna say I'm a amazing dancer. Yeah, he is. I'm not. Oh, really, Jacob? Mm-hmm. I can see you. I, I see Jacob? him. Talk, I saw him like tapping his foot. Jacob right is I was like, amazing. man, he's keeping tap. He's, he's keeping time there. Jacob's <laughs> also a great dancer, but Camilo's are also. <laughs> no, and and I, I it's brought me joy. Yeah, it's brought me joy and, and inspiration that way. I really so I've been I've been going to a couple of just really cool so you know i'm colombian i really love music and specifically like i really love reggae music i love old school salsa Ooh, yeah. you know like Spicy. jazz jazz has been so i've been going to a lot of speakeasies in oh, new york oh man um you know you, you walk down the basement and there's this universe happening there of music that you just you are so blessed to be around yes so i've really been taking that as a hobby maybe yeah that was definitely a hobby you know because when i'm not at work i'm painting yeah and when i'm not painting i may be going out for a drink and then going out to check out a live band or 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 yeah like seeing a dj that i really like so i've been i've been hitting up that scene a little bit and it's brought me yeah i think right now that's kind of what i've been doing outside of those two things that's perfect and obviously you're very happy that you moved yeah yes okay cool yeah yo that's i mean i I asked that because a lot of people 
Especially artists was like, I gotta move to New York. Some people come back and hate it. Some people are like, I don't know. Some you you're like you're like you like it. Yeah, I Perfect. am. I am loving it. Right. I am loving it at this at uh, this moment. It's a, uh, it's a place. It's a. It is. Uh, you know, as much of a, uh, as a cliche as it sounds. It's it's a jungle. Yeah. And and you just gotta you just gotta keep going, keep your head up, and yeah. if you have that attitude, you're gonna you're gonna do fine. And hey, maybe that launches you to something else. Perfect. I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. Maybe it's not gonna be where I'm gonna be in ten years. I don't know. Um, but it feels right for where I want to be right now in this moment. Right. I love that. So, is there what's the end goal for you with your with your art, I mean, you do a lot of different things. It could be video, writing, whatever. What do you have an end goal in mind? Do you want to own your own kind of firm, or do you want mm. to own like a studio? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, you know, I think I've always had the idea, like what we were talking about. If 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 I'm painting and I'm creating my work and I can make a living off of that, that is just uh, is everybody's dream, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I've I, I don't know ultimately what it's gonna be. Honestly, yeah. there's so there's so I've I've found so many ways people are making a living of their work that is not necessarily the whole like make a piece, sell it, you know, onto the next. There's so many ways now that that you can live an inspiring artistic lifestyle and make a living and pay your bills mm-hmm. and be happy and yeah. be wholesome. And maybe if you want to have a family, you do that as well. So everybody has finds their own way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... I'm trying not. I think it's good to have a goal and a mental image of of that, but I'm not gonna worry about the details right now because that I found that that's where I, get, I drive myself a little crazy. Right. You know, I don't think about the following that I want to have. I don't want to think about the number that I want to be making. I just want to be making. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And 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 just be an old man that wears white linen. Has <laughs> oh, a bonsai garden. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then and then paint on 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 the side. That's that yeah. may, maybe kind of where I, I see myself landing it. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's very I, I, that's very achievable for what I see with, with what you're doing. So yeah, I hope you. Well, I'm gonna hope. I know you'll get there. Come back. And like we'll do free pizza episode. You know, like one thousand. Dude, if we get a one thousand, I'm stuck. When I'm like, you know, when I'm like sixty, you'll come visit me in the my reunion. bonsai garden, and we can <laughs> the reunion <laughs> with. Camilo. You can replay this interview for me and be like, you see how how close I got to it. <laughs> Either you'll be a dentist or you'll be that. <laughs> but cool. So you obviously you given us a lot of advice throughout the whole, this whole entire interview. But can you maybe fine tune it and give us some advice for people who are want to be painters or creatives or whatever or people who have any interest at all at doing mm-hmm. art? Can you give mm-hmm. us kind of a, uh, you know. I I'm wary when I think about advice because I still feel like I'm so young and and so you know like I'm still figuring things out. So I hope that throughout this interview if it if it made you the listener think about what you you do and sparked uh, a thought or an idea then I hope that happened organically. I don't I don't really when I get on the soapbox here and say those 10 commandments that I think have worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think what I'm experiencing right now is to, to, uh, to just, it's like, it's, it's paint a picture of who you want to be, Yeah, you know, or who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's been said before, you know, I think about all the great artists out there. They, like we've been talking about, I think they had to be a little bit stubborn. They definitely learn from other people, mm-hmm. but they just, they were their own flavor. Yeah. You are Daniel White. Nobody yeah. else can be that. How Damn awesome right. is that? It's freaking awesome. How awesome is that, you know? <laughs> and, and we're living in a, in a day and age where I think we're celebrating that more. So I'm happy to see that mm-hmm. uh, as as, you know, like celebrating diversity and celebrating who you are and stop trying to live to an imaginary standard. Um, I think, and I hope that that is your, everybody's goal Mm -hmm. is to be more of themselves 
And maybe maybe this is the advice I've been doing is, is doing a little bit of meditation on that. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, I've been doing meditation. I've been doing yoga for four years now. Four years? I just started. Yeah, four or five years now. Oh, my gosh. And I found that to be a way to relax my body, to calm my mind, because mm-hmm. it also drives can drive you really crazy at yes. times. Oh, gosh. And to take a step back and be more comfortable in your own skin. Ultimately, that's, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Be comfortable. Yeah, that's probably... The, that's a goal in life. Outside of arts, is to be comfortable with everything mm-hmm. you are, and that's 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 hard. Mm-hmm. It's so, hard. It takes discipline. Yeah, it does. It takes discipline. It takes mindfulness, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think I've maybe you experience. I experienced it from yoga, yeah, and from meditation. It's it's, definitely it's that. from that. It's 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 not letting things happen. It's being there in the moment. In the moment. You know, mm-hmm. and appreciating that. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about the day. Like right today, now. what's happening right now? Right Enjoy now. that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love that, man. I'm, I got some medicine, Camilla, my life. <laughs> I, like, I like to call it vice medicine. I got it from somewhere, but yeah, that, dude, that's amazing. That's the, oh, well, lastly, um, give us, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Oh, man. So you can just, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in the, pod, in the podcast page, in the website, or in the, you know, my name, just type it in, Camilo mm-hmm. Perdomo, and, mm-hmm. and then you'll find me yes. somehow. Actually, let me put this out as a contest. I'm trying to change my Instagram tag. Oh, it's kind of long right now. Okay, you know, make it shorter. But somebody already took Camilo, obviously. Lame. Yeah, Camilo with three O's, <laughs> <laughs> or like you know every other variation of the name. It's so submit your new submit. Yeah, submit submit a name tag. Uh, well, let's do a brainstorm here. It's not a contest. Let's do a brainstorm here. Yes. I want to hear what the listeners, if they come up with a, with a cool idea, then find me and send it to me and I'll be eternally grateful. Slide his DMs with a new Instagram name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just went real inspired to like, like, okay. What the hell? <laughs> but you also have a, so, uh, a store up, Society Sits. Yeah, I have. So I have, you know, if you're interested in my work and you want to get, I, I, I want to get back to New York and do updated because I've been yeah. doing so much new work. So, uh, yeah, Society 6 is some place where you can find some of my prints uh, and other side of side apparel like T-shirts and stuff like that if you wish to. Uh, Instagram is, again, maybe the most up-to-date portfolio I have mm-hmm. and I have my website too. Yes. And yeah, but uh, if you've learned anything from what I've been talking about, just come find me and talk to me in person. Yes. In New York. <laughs> or, you know, shoot me, email, or, you know shoot me an email and, and we'll talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But cool. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I'm glad we caught you on your trip down here. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Thanks for... We happen to be free on a Monday, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah. Free Mondays. Free Mondays. Free pizzas. Free on Monday. Free pizza. I wish. That'd be great. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> thank cool. you guys for having me. I no, thank it. you. And guys, oh, he described his paintings in detail. I'm going to put pictures in the Facebook slash... Do you know what SoundCloud? We can't pictures on there? No, we can't. I'll put pictures in the post. You'll see the pictures of what he was talking about. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.